live from the Redeemer Radio 95.7 studios in the shadows of the Golden Dome, this is Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Cooler temperatures have arrived in Michiana just in time for USC's arrival in South Bend. Tonight, it's a rivalry renewed because of the pandemic. Last year was the first time since World War II these two arch rivals did not play in football. And while the Irish enter tonight, still trying to figure out who they are at 5-1, and one, USC doesn't even have a head coach. Clay Helton fired during the season. Dante Williams took the reins on an interim basis after Week 2. The Trojans arrived tonight 3-3 three and three on the season. And the question is... While USC, which USC will Notre Dame see tonight? Which Notre Dame will Notre USC. Dame see? <laughs> or Notre I Dame see <laughs> Welcome to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Notre Dame FCU, where you bank does matter. I'm Angel DiCarlo. So glad to be with you this morning. Joined, as always, by Kevin Downey with Ilya Glasman on the other side of the glass. Both teams coming off a bye, Kevin. Uh, all right, what's your general thoughts heading into tonight? I think it's uh, going to play out how every game has played out so far this year. I think that that's the kind of team that, that they have, uh, Notre Dame. So I think it's going to be a close game. I think Cone's going to start. There's going to be lots of sacks, and then they're going to put somebody else in. The defense will have some good plays, and then uh, fourth quarter there will be a comeback unless they run out of time. All right, well, then you're going to make the next segment, leave it or take it. It's like it. Groundhog's Day. Yeah. I figured it out. We're just going to replay the same thing over and over and over. That's you're, who this team is. You're you're going to make leave it or take it in the next segment pretty good because we got a couple props of uh, what's going to happen in, in this game. Uh, gosh, you know, every, it feels like the everyone is convinced that Notre Dame, there's no way Notre Dame loses tonight in terms of, like, USC has no – it seems like USC has no advantage over Notre Dame in any category other than their wide receiver yeah. uh, being really good. But everything else, U- USC's front seven, not that strong. Notre Dame's offensive line's weak, but USC can't take advantage of it. Every category, it seems. So it's almost like people are more confident heading into this game than they've been since maybe so- Toledo, <laughs> which is so weird yeah. because it's USC. Now, I know they're not as good as usual, but... Every other week, they're good. Now, here's the question. That's true. Well, here's the question. So, they're due for a win based on the fact that every other week they win and they got they lost the last time out. But they were on the bye last week. So, maybe last week was, was a, their win week. Was their win week. <laughs> and, you know, they're back to a losing point this year. I, I don't know. All right. Um, tonight marks the 92nd all-time meeting between Notre Dame and USC. The Irish lead... The series forty nine to thirty seven with five ties. Brian Kelly seven and three against USC. This is the fifth USC coach he has faced in his tenure. On tap on this morning show, we're talking a little basketball actually. Our featured interview is with two Saint Joe, <laughs> two Saint Joe, two South Bend hometown boys, Saint Joe alum J.R. Kinesny and Riley grad Blake Wesley. Both now freshmen for Mike Bray's Irish. We chat with them about college life and their journey at Notre Dame getting underway. Next segment, a little take it or leave it. I'll throw out a stat or scenario for tonight and the rest of the season, and we'll discuss whether we think uh, it will or will not happen. Some good options here coming up. And we will, of course, uh, break down the matchup with USC. Their stud wide receivers, Drake London. Kyle Hamilton gives us his take later in the show on uh, facing off with him. Notre Dame quarterbacks. We, of course, have to spend plenty of time on that. Jack Cohn will start. Tyler Buckner should play. Um, is expected to play. We we'll all that... wonder about Drew Pine. We all wonder about <laughs> Drew Pine. Brendan Clark has transferred or will transfer. And you can weigh in on our poll question as well. What happens tonight between Notre Dame and USC? Head to my Twitter page, at Ange DiCarlo, cast your vote. Um, but, uh, and it also, if you're listening on Redeemer Radio, you can watch us on the Redeemer Radio 95.7 Sports Facebook page or on our YouTube channel as well. So we have uh, video streaming this. Uh, so Kevin, wave to the... Wave to the fans on on the old uh, YouTube video. We got a nice image up for you. This is from the last time Notre Dame and USC played in um, at Notre Dame Stadium in the night game from 2019. Uh, let's start with an update on the injuries. You want the good news or the bad news first? Let's go good news. All right. Michael Mayer's going to play. He's going to start. He's back from that growing injury. Did not play against Virginia Tech. I think uh, we'd say that's, that's rather huge. Yeah, definitely good news. I think uh... – Man, schematically, if they could get him off the ball and more like a slot, they could move him around, have him be a lead blocker, um, help out with pass protection. But 
with him in that injury, you know, they're just going to be happy to get him back on the field, to be honest <laughs> with you. And they need him at tight end because they have, like, none left. They're down to, like, two tight ends right now. They had to move Michael Carmody, uh, yeah. who started on the offensive line. He's now in that Joe Alt alternate tight end, uh, third tight end option if they need to go to him phase because uh, – you know, they got a player out for targeting for the first half based on the Virginia Tech game. They got a bunch of guys injured. So, luckily, Mayer is back. Uh, Tyler Buckner, good to go. Rolled his ankle versus Virginia Tech. Kelly says he will resume his regular role. Coming I don't think, in. I don't think he said regular <laughs> role. That's what I'm putting in air quotes. Okay. It's like whatever his regular role is. Um, defensive lineman, Jake, here's the bad news. Defensive lineman, Jacob Lacey, practiced some this week. He had an ankle injury. He's a game-time decision. Doesn't sound like he's going to go. And then the big one, Chris Tyree, turf toe, was not 100%, Brian Kelly said, as of Thursday. And Kelly said for the type of player that Tyree is, he kind of needs to be 100% or close to it. And he yeah. will be a game-time decision. I, I'm sensing Tyree is not playing in this game. Logan Diggs, Sebo Flemister is back this week. He is. I wondered what happened to him. Well, he I think he's been under a couple different suspensions. Okay. And uh, he did not travel to Virginia Tech. So he will be available behind Kyron Williams if Tyree can't go. But losing Chris Tyree... That, that, yeah, he adds an element. I mean, he's an explosive player. Especially on the return game. Yep. So uh, I think that, that plays that plays a factor in this one if they, if they are not able to have him. But I think if you had to trade, you'll take Mayer in the lineup over Tyree if you had the option. I think so, definitely. Um, and again, man, with all these new players and young people, it would be good if it would be possible for them to evaluate or evolve a little bit you know with their off week maybe have some counters something um where they kind of mix up the blocking schemes a little bit to to keep the defense from just pinning their ears back right now it's either a run or a pass and it happens within about two seconds and it's a little bit easy to diagnose all right well then you say that here's the quarterback situation again kelly will says jack Cohn will start gives them the best option to win tyler buckner will compliment him if they need pine he said they'll use him if they if they need him uh but brian kelly asked this week can they get out of jack Cohn what he does at the end of the game earlier <laughs> in the game here's what brian kelly had to say when has he looked really good late in the game right you know, those defensive linemen are, are chasing Tyler Buckner around, right? <clears throat> um, they're tiring out a little bit. Um, so that pass rush is not quite the same in the first series or the second series uh, as it is in that last series. So, um, you know, there's a little bit of that. Um, uh, Jack speeds up a little bit in those, those late uh, drives where the ball comes out a little bit quicker. Um, there's more of a sense of urgency. So I think it's a little bit of both. I think the pass rush tends to, to lay down a little bit later in the game as those guys are running sideline to sideline, having to chase uh, all game. And, and then I think Jack's sense of urgency in terms of getting the ball out uh, is a lot more deliberate. So I think, I think we, we gleaned a lot from that in our bye week in terms of what we needed to work on um, maybe earlier in the game uh, for you know, Jack and being more efficient. And then how do you get the running game to be more efficient as well when Jack is in the game as opposed to Tyler? Because we've seen the success with Tyler in the game. But what 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 are the keys to getting that sim a similar level of success? Maybe it's not as, as successful, but to that success with, with Jack Cohn in the game. Yeah, I think it's a process for us that we feel better about right now. I think we, uh, you know, obviously – we've made some changes on, on the offensive line. We think personnel makes a difference. We think that, um, you know, certainly Tyler adds a little bit more balance there. Cause when you have to defend the quarterback, obviously he gets you more diversity, but um, I, I think you're going to continue to see an uptick in terms of um, the running game and its consistency. And that's what we're looking for. All right. Uh, let's start with the run game here real quick. Joe Alt, Andrew Kostafa giving the bigger size on the left side of the offensive line. If they have success in the run game tonight, is it because they're evolving or is it because USC is just not as good of a defensive front as Notre Dame's faced over the last, you know, month or so? What do you think? I'd say it's because they're evolving. I think, they're, you know, USC still has talented players. Uh, they're leading tacklers, number 26, uh, a linebacker. Um, and then they have a really good rush end, which is going to test that young left side of the line. Um, but 
I mean, Kelly said it. Like, there has to be some continuity with with uh, personnel. They've had a lot of different guys that have been in and out. Um, and yes, it does help that the D line gets a little tired chasing around Buckner. However, maybe to Notre Dame's credit, they seem to have second half uh, offensive lineup as far as the offensive line. So maybe there's some continuity there too. Well, here's what I'm starting to wonder: Is it worth playing Buckner more early in the game? Like, you know, almost. Why don't you get that defense tired out quicker? <laughs> you know what I mean? Play like use Buckner as much as you can early on and then you know, maybe Buckner should start I, and let him go oh, two drives. Just, let's just replay the whole thing. Let's have no. Cone go in, get sacked a couple times, throw an interception, we'll no. put in Buckner, have him run around. Look, I'm not saying Buckner should At play. At halftime, we'll all think Drew Pine should go in and then maybe Cone will win the game in the fourth quarter. But my point is I don't think Buckner should I don't think Buckner's ready to play the full game. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying he should be the starter. Yeah. But it's almost like Major League Baseball now, right? You used to have starters that went seven, eight innings. Now they go three innings. Yeah, he's going to be – then the reliever comes in. Yeah, but you got a guy that goes three innings. Maybe Buckner could come in and he just starts the game. He's he's the opener. You know, yeah. he's not the starter. He's the opener and goes, th- goes two, three drives. I don't know. I don't know. It just feels like we have no answer here and it's just going to be – Oh, we have the answer. We just don't like it. <laughs> but good news for uh, Notre Dame faithful. It's all up to Kelly, so uh, it's fine. Uh, we'll Il- just comment on Il- it. Ilya, what are your <laughs> thoughts on where where this is headed uh, quarterback-wise here tonight? Again, Notre Dame still, based on the landscape of this college football and the season, how crazy it's been, the parody, Notre Dame still yeah. has a – I mean, an outside shot at the playoffs, but that's not very realistic. But what is realistic is a New York's New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah. That is a very realistic yeah. thing. And also, well, the Alabama lost too. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. And mm-hmm. also, not to look really far ahead, but next year, you know where Notre Dame starts a season off mm-hmm. at? At Columbus at well, Ohio against State. O- against oh, Ohio wow. State. Yeah, you want and, Tyler Buckner ready? Yeah, that that's what I mean. So I yeah. think <laughs> if if there's been a whole bye week, if you're comfortable. I think Buckner, he had some good moments in the. He's not ready game. to play a whole game though. That's the thing. He is not capable yet. Well, I mean, we saw it against Virginia Tech. Yeah. He was like once they flashes. One, he had the great flashes. Mm-hmm. But I think, right. I think, I think, I'm not going to ruin next segment because we're going to do take it or leave it, <laughs> right. and, we'll and we're going to get some quarter. We're, we're going to have some quarterback segment. options there that I'm going to put you guys on the spot for. Meanwhile, Kona's led Notre Dame on a game-winning ending drive against Florida State. Toledo and Virginia Tech, so that's pretty good actually. That is good. Captain Avery Davis, a former quarterback, asked about Cohn being able to come back in versus Virginia Tech after being benched and leading the Irish to victory. Yeah, ice in his veins. I mean, it's cold blooded. I mean, uh, yeah, that just made me excited. I, we all had confidence in him, though. We know what type of player he is. Um, he's led us in drives in practice. Led us in drives in the game. Uh, we know we can uh, execute when he's in. So like. And just to be able to come in from not playing, game winning drive, execute like that, throw dimes, put the ball where it needs to be, execute the plays, protections, all that. It's admirable, man. He's cold blooded. I mean, I will give Jack Cohn credit for this. If the way he, pl- I, I would, if the if it's the final drive of the game, out of the three, I want, want Jack Cohn in the game. That, I mean, I I think if anyone wants to argue against me, go for it. But I don't know what evidence you have that Jack Cohn's not the right guy at the end of the game. Might not be the right guy at the beginning. So that's why I keep on saying maybe he needs to be the reliever because he 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 seems to do it. Um, okay, let's move on. Notre Dame USC didn't play last year. Back this year, uh, first time since World War II that they didn't get to play. Here's Kyle Hamilton on uh, getting the opportunity to face USC again. We're definitely blessed to be able to play USC again. I mean, it's a one of the biggest, if not the biggest, college football rivalry in the country, and um, get to play them at home twice. Uh, and not have to go out to Cali, uh, have them come here. And it's supposed to be a little cold on Saturday, so get to play them in that environment. I think it'll be really good for everybody. And the guys last year haven't been able to experience the rivalry, and the guys this year have been looking forward to it, and that's the reason they came here is playing big games like that. So, I mean, it, no matter uh, what the two teams are ranked, what everybody outside is saying, we know it's going to be a good game because it always is. And, um, I mean, they're going to bring their A game, and we are too. So it should be a really good game, and I think it'll be – Really cool experience for everybody on the team. You know, it's interesting hearing Kyle Hamilton say it's cool that we get to play him twice at home and not on the road. And then I thought about it. 
Kyle Hamilton's not going to be here next year. <laughs> no, he's not. So Kyle <laughs> Hamilton will never get the chance to face USC at USC. That's actually kind of stinks. Yeah. You know what I mean? You never get that opportunity to play play in L.A. against them in a big game. I mean, that that's actually kind of disappointing in a way. We go, There's no way he's coming back. So I was funny yeah. when he said that. I go, eh, you're never going to actually get to do that. It's kind of interesting. All right. Uh, we want to sneak this one in. Thursday, Brian Kelly has his, uh, you know, Zoom call. It, it, Mondays we get together in person. It's a 10-minute thing on Thursdays. He had time for one more question. I'm like, all right, I'll – I'll throw in a softball, ask him about the atmosphere, what he expects it to be since they hadn't played a night game in front of a packed house at home in two years. And BK just gives a weird answer here. Uh, We're going to play my whole question and the answer as BK, for some reason, puts up the defense mechanism here. Brian, what are you expecting the atmosphere to be like and how excited is your group to to play a night game in their name stadium? Obviously, you know, last year – you know, limited crowds this year you've played during the day at home, but the first time to, to play in this type of environment since, since 2019 at home. Yeah. You know, Angelo, I, I don't run our ticketing office or marketing, you know, my job is to win football games and, and put ourselves in a position where we put a good product on the field. I think we do that. I have to hope that, you know, uh, that people want to come out and see our football team play. And that's my job. Um, the expectations would be that this is an incredible atmosphere playing USC where we haven't played them at home in a while and uh, everybody's coming out. We're on break, right? And so our students traditionally come back for this game and I would expect that. Um, but I have a job to do and that's put a good product on the field. I think we have done that. The rest is up to, you know, what our fan base wants to uh, do. And, and um, I hope they want to come out and see this football team play because it's a gritty, gutsy group of guys that, um, you know, just play really hard for four quarters. So I hope they come out and see him play. I don't know if he's mad at me or the fan base. Because <laughs> that's a really long answer. It's just so <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be great. It's exciting. That, Night no. games are awesome against rivals. I think Pete Sampson jokingly <laughs> tweeted Brian Kelly asked about the excitement of the game. And I'm like, come on, Pete. You know what I'm trying to do here. And then and then Kelly gives that answer. It's like, what? What are you? What, yeah. Like what? Because now tickets are on the secondary market are much cheaper than usual. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if the game's technically sold out yet, but it's like. It's like 50 tickets. It'll be sold out. But it's not as popping as usual. Now, part of that is because USC stinks. So they're not. True, interim head coach. They're not bringing in. They're not bringing in a crowd, probably. And Mm. Notre Dame's fan base, there is a lot of people that fly in out of town. It's the Subway alum come in. Maybe during the pandemic, they just don't really want to do that as much. And that's certainly a possibility. People don't want to wear masks on planes and all these different things. But. I just don't get why he got so defensive. Now, I think he he, he said that similar line after the Toledo game because I asked him about it being, you know, empty. There was oh. like 10,000 less thing. He gave kind You're of the same answer. I think, I, think you, he, I think you annoy him. I, well, I, I, I do. At least with that question. I think, I think he thinks I have an agenda when I'm asking the question. And I'm like, I really didn't, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens tonight. But I guess he's challenging the fan base. Um, all right. Big thank you to Tire Rack for all their support of our internship program that we run with students from St. Joseph and Marion High Schools here in Michiana. Students receive practical college-level internship experience. Helping out with our broadcast of high school football wouldn't be possible without the underwriting support from the folks at Tire Rack. More tires, great prices. Visit TireRack.com. Coming up, we'll break down the matchup with USC more in depth, including a look at their star wide receiver, Drake London, and my sit-down conversation with South Bend Natives and Notre Dame basketball freshman Blake Wesley and J.R. Kinesny. And up next, I'm throwing out a stat or scenario that may happen tonight or the rest of the season. We'll discuss if we think it'll happen or not. It's take it or leave it next on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays on Redeemer Radio. Hi, this is Tony Katansri from Katansri Financial Services. My father and mother, Joe and Mary Katansri, lived their lives based on love of God, family, and country. Those values and life priorities can unite our country under God if we do our best to keep the Ten Commandments and treat others as we would like to be treated. If you have any questions about this message or would like help planning your financial future, contact me at Tony at Securities and advisory services offered through Harbor Investment, Inc., member SIPC. 
Welcome back on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Kevin Downey, Ilya Glasman, Angel DiCarlo with you here as we get you set for Notre Dame and USC coming up tonight. 7.30 kickoff on NBC at Notre Dame Stadium. First night game in front of a packed house in Notre Dame Stadium in two years, obviously, because there's not been a night game so far this year at home and last year. Uh, limited crowds, but uh, Brian Kelly's still not happy about whatever. All right, uh, we're going to do a little new segment here. We're going to do take it or leave it. It's real simple. I'm going to throw out a scenario, and I want Kevin and Ilya to weigh in on whether or not they take it or they leave it. They think it's going to happen. They don't think it's going to happen. Jack Cohn is sacked three or more times tonight. Kevin, you take, take it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah, you know the the <laughs> reference, bet the house on it. Yeah, the, the, this is this is what it is. Yeah, By the way, the for the record, he was not sacked three times against Virginia Tech. Wow, he was well, sacked. Just felt like it. Brian well, Kelly saved him from that. Yeah, by he, him he was sacked. Game. He was sacked twice in the first like minute, and then didn't play until yeah. the end of the game. I'm gonna leave it because I think USC's defense is not gonna get to him because of how bad. And I think maybe Buckner plays enough that it doesn't happen. I'm I'm going to leave it. I'm going to say he gets I think he's going to get sacked twice. I just don't think it'll happen three times. All right. Jack Cohn throws three touchdown passes tonight. Take it or leave it. Take it. Ooh, sell. It's take, <laughs> take it, it or leave, leave it. it. Uh, buy, sell, take it, leave it, whatever. I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it. Play the game correctly. You're leaving it. I'm mm, I'm tough on this one. I'm going to leave it. I think he throws two maybe. I'm I'm sticking the wide with receivers the are stepping up though. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just think I just think maybe I don't know. I, I just feel like maybe Buckner rushes for a touchdown, Williams rushes for hmm. a touchdown, there's a pick six in the game, whatever. This is a wacky game. All right, take it or leave it. Drew Pine Drew Pine wow. Drew Pine plays tonight. I say leave it. Yeah, I'm also leaving that. I'm leaving I it. I don't also. know why, but I don't think we'll see number ten. Well, I think it's bad if you see him tonight. Oh, he's the last resort. Well, I'm saying if you see him, that means yeah. things are going really bad, right? Barring injury, barring injury, barring injury, barring injury. Yes, barring injury. Well, that would be things going really bad, right? Uh, so I, I don't think he plays unless things aren't going well. So that wouldn't be good for Notre Dame. Um, Kevin remains perplexed. But... I, I am. I just don't get that one. Okay, <clears throat> take it or leave it. USC never leads in the game tonight. Uh, leave it. I think there's a chance they could get out to an early start. I'm gonna take it. Wow. All right. I'm. I gotta leave it based on the history of this season. Yeah. I, I just can't. I can't. You gotta show it. I mean, they have not. You gotta leave it. I, yeah. I think at some point they gotta leave. It. All right. Take it or leave it. Obviously, you don't have to weigh in on this one since you already cast your leave vote. Leave it. I'm yeah. It. USC leads in the second half. Yeah, take it. Again, that's what this team does. I, I think that they'll, they'll be down I, in the say, third quarter. I'm going to say leave it. Uh, I think I think they'll be down at some point, but I think Notre Dame pulls ahead by halftime and then maybe just hangs on. It might be in doubt for a little while, but I don't know. All right, 60 or more points combined between the two teams here tonight. God, that's a tough one. I guess I'll leave it. You're leaving it, okay entertainment purposes only but i believe the over under is 58 there's a reason uh, why i pick 60 uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh based on my score prediction i'm gonna take it uh i don't even know actually if i wrote down a score prediction yet which is gonna be a problem um <laughs> i will uh i will take it too i think we're getting a high scoring game i think we're, that is right all right a couple for the rest of the season all quarterbacks jack cone starts every game the rest of the season Take it. That seems to be Kelly's plan. Do bowl games count? Does no, no, regular count? season. Ooh, sorry. Regular season? Okay, then I'll take that as well. I'm going to say leave it because something's going to happen. Something's <laughs> going to happen. All right, so you guys said leave it, so I guess you can't even weigh in on this next one. I was surprised. I didn't think – or you guys said take it on that one. You yeah. said take it? Mm -hmm. All right. Buckner starts one game rest of the season. Well, leave it, obviously. <laughs> Based on you guys. <sighs> I uh, think it'll happen. How about How about this? I'll change it. Buckner, including the bowl game, Buckner starts one game rest of the season. Oh, I'll take that. Wow. Think so you think uh, so he's going to start the bowl game. That's what you think he'll start the bowl game. All right. What do you think, Kevin? You're going you're gonna to leave it? Yeah, I think leave it. I think I'm leaving it unless there's the technicality. Like, he rolls him out first drive tonight. because, And that's like he's sort of starting, but then if Cone goes in the next drive, he's really not. But um, 
I think it'll happen. All right, Pine starts one game rest of the season. Leave it. I say leave it, unfortunately. I think he's their best one, but uh, no one's asking me. I think it's going to happen at some point. I don't trust anything, so I think something's <laughs> going to – these things have a way of working themselves Speaking out. Speaking of eligibility, I mean, that I, guy, if he doesn't get a chance to play anymore, oh, yeah, he's, he'll and say he's goodbye got the, to South Bend. He's I got, only think Buckner's going to start the bowl game because of what I mentioned. About where, yeah, Ohio, Ohio State. State. Oh, it's Ohio a good State. point. Losing I mean, him. And they did that with Ian Book. They took a – Well, it's they, like free agency too, man. If you're unhappy, you yeah, can get out. Think, it's a different deal now. I don't think Buckner – even if he didn't play and start, I don't think he's going That's anywhere. That's more with Pine than Buckner. Yeah, and I think Pine, though, look, the way this season's going, I know you haven't been the chosen one out of the three. Yeah. But you see they're not afraid to use multiple guys. So yeah. Buckner's, like, one mistake next year or That's a good point. injury away from you being the guy. Look at Ian Book. He, he eventually became the guy. He wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. Tommy Reese wasn't supposed to be the guy. So these things, yeah. Deshaun Kaiser was not supposed to be the guy. In the end, usually the guy that's not supposed to be the guy is ends, the guy. Up, ends up being the guy <laughs> in the Brian Kelly era. So if right. I'm Pine, I might be. Maybe you wait next year, right. and then you decide. I don't know. He still he still got like three years of eligibility left after this year. Yeah, because of uh, COVID and and redshirt. All right, Notre Dame Federal Credit Union has been serving the Notre Dame community for more than 80 years. Get a debit or credit card from Notre Dame FCU and take a little bit of Notre Dame with you wherever you go. Member-owned, not-for-profit banking is the way to go. You're a share of values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Still to come, we're breaking down the matchup with USC and our game day blitz. And up next, my sit-down conversation with Notre Dame basketball freshman J.R. Kinesny and Blake Wesley. The South Bend natives go in-depth on starting their journey at Notre Dame. That's next on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays on Redeemer Radio. Tom's Car Care Center in South Bend is about a lot more than oil changes and car washes. Parishioners at Corpus Christi Church, Tom's Car Care Center is family-owned and operated and has served our community since 1988. And we thank them for proudly supporting Redeemer Radio. So stop in for an oil change, grab a sandwich or coffee while you wait, and drive off with a car wash to have your car looking new again. Tom's Car Care Center, the Coffee Spot Cafe, and the Waterworks Car Wash, located at 3201 Sugar Maple Court in South Bend. Welcome back on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Angel DiCarlo, Kevin Daly, Downey, Ilya Glasman back with you. Uh, time now for our featured interview. Had the opportunity to chat with South Bend natives J.R. Kinesny and Blake Wesley, uh, now freshman for Mike Bray's Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Kinesny, a South Bend St. Joe high alum, the all-time leading boys scorer in the history of St. Joseph County. He led St. Joe to semi-state last year. Wesley is a South Bend Riley High School graduate, led Riley to the regional final last year year Kevin how about this stat prior to last year no boys player in St. Joseph County history had ever scored 700 points in a single season JR and Blake both did wow <laughs> think about all the great players that have been here no one's ever scored and JR finished with 732 Blake at 705 as seniors just in their senior year alone JR committed to Notre Dame first as a junior Blake followed his senior year both saw the run that Notre Dame made uh, when Demetrius Jackson and Austin mm -hmm. Torres were on the team to the Elite Eight in 2015 and 2016. By the way, hard to imagine they were like 12 and 13 back then. Uh, seeing two Michiana guys do that has inspired these two to want to do the same. We talk about all that and what it would mean to them to get Notre Dame back to the NCAA tournament, a place the Irish have not been since 2017. Here's the Journey to Notre Dame conversation with Jared Kinesny and Blake Wesley. All right, fellas, uh, great to be chatting with you. It's a little different now. Used to chatting with you guys on the high school level, now on the college level. Blake, let's start with you. Uh, just how has the transition gone from going from uh, high school to college, uh, both you know, in terms of basketball, but also in terms of college life outside of basketball and academics and everything like that? It was good. Uh, so coming here in the summer was a big, big experience for me. Uh, when we first got here, it was at, we had to adjust to the college level. Uh, guys were bigger and faster than us, and we just had to adjust. Uh, the campus life here is amazing. Uh, dorms are good. People are good, and I just like the atmosphere. How about for you, JR? Um, yeah, pretty much the same thing that he said. Um, like the biggest thing was just getting used to, um, I guess, like the physicality and, like, all – I mean, we're playing on, like, a 10-plus a, a court or a 10-foot-plus court than what we're used to playing on. So just getting in shape, um, getting our cardio back to where it needs to be for the college level, and 
you know, pretty much we've been in the weight room a lot, been able to develop our bodies to, to get used to it. So I think that's been that's been really good. We've been able to put on some weight, too, since we've been here. So that's also been like a big plus. And yeah, um, you know, the dorm life, the college life is, is great. It's funny because we get we get paired up with like a random roommate like our freshman years and it's it's gone so it's gone pretty well so far, um, being able to meet like a bunch of new people from all across the United States and even across the world has been a really cool experience. So, does it feel like you're in your hometown or does it not feel like you're in your hometown? It really doesn't. It really doesn't. The 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 campus life is definitely its own separate part, um, separate from South Bend, separate from you know my life my house that's like 10 minutes away so it's it's pretty nice to have like a home away from home even though I'm, I'm right here so how about for you Blake uh me I feel like I'm not even here because like I barely get to see my parents and well sometimes if I want to see them on the weekends I can but like, I don't have that much time but yeah I'm like 15 minutes away from my house uh, and it feels like I don't even live here yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about it in that way. Uh, Blake Wesley, J.R. Kinesny, outstanding uh, high school stars here in Michiana, now freshmen at Notre Dame, joining us here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Blake, uh, take us to your decision to to become a Notre Dame Fighting Irish player. Um, obviously, J.R. had made his decision long before that. He felt like he was on board since he was 12. Um, but uh, you were not that you waited a long time, but uh, take us back to your decision and why it made sense for you to come to Notre Dame. So, like, uh, sophomore year, sophomore summer year, we both got offers from uh, Notre Dame. And he was so excited. We both were excited that we both got offers the same day. Like, he got offered, like, at like 10, 15, I got offered like 10, 30, and it was crazy. And so, like, when I first got the offer, I was considering Notre Dame, but, like, at the same time, I wasn't. But now, like, during the road, he was talking to me about Coach, how Coach Bray is a good coach and stuff like that. He was recruiting me, all that. I was working out with his, him and his dad. Um, coaches were talking to me every day. Uh, so when he made his decision, like, I told him the next day that I was going to become here. He was excited, and – it was it was a good experience for me to commit early because um, I didn't want to wait too long because I knew where I was going, so it was it was good. Uh, Jr. Obviously, you didn't when you got your offer, you you didn't waste any time committing to Notre Dame. Was it was it an absolute no brainer for you? Uh, you know, honestly, it wasn't it wasn't like an absolute no brainer because I hadn't like met with all the coaching staff, hadn't like went on like a visit or anything like that. But you know, after I went on my visit here, I I ended up committing like right before like. I guess I, I guess it was like a few weeks into uh, my junior high school uh, year. So yeah, I just I just really enjoyed um, all like the aspects of like being at Notre Dame. You know, the academics are amazing, the coaches are amazing, like all the players were are, are really, really welcoming. Um, it's, it's just like a family atmosphere here. So that's that's kind of what made me uh, decide so early. And then trying to get Blake on board was definitely one of my biggest goals, and was able to was able to uh, accomplish that. So. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, how how critical was that to to you know to make sure you could get Blake on board and and how happy were you in the end when he finally said yeah I'm I'm coming too. Yeah, well, you look back at the at the um, like the last team that was like super successful here, like uh, they took the two Elite Eight runs um, with like Demetrius Jackson uh, and just like having two kids from like, the same um, area like where we're living at, you know, that's just, it'd be like a really, real special moment for not only like Notre Dame, but for like the South Bend community, um, in itself. So, um, getting him here was definitely, um, uh, a big, a big accomplishment just because we were able to have like the hometown on our back and hopefully we'll have a, a, a fan base that, that'll be here every single game, uh, cheering us on. So. JR doing transitions for me because that's what I wanted to talk about was the 2015-2016, the runs, Blake, seeing, you know, Demetrius and Austin Torres be a part of that um, as local guys. Is, is that something you saw as a young kid? You know, you guys were like 12, 13 when that was happening and said that, that would be really cool to be a local kid doing something like that and making history for Notre Dame. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, like, a while back, like third grade, I came to a basketball camp. And I got a picture with Demetrius. I think you've seen that picture before. So I was always looking up to him. Uh, he was a beast. Uh, 2015 when they played Kentucky, I really saw like him like do good things, him and Jaron Grant. And it was amazing what he did. And looking up to him makes me feel like I'm here now. So. All right, Blake Wesley, J.R. Kinesny joining us here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Blake, um, you, you know, in terms of uh, your faith coming to Notre Dame, how much of a bonus was that coming to a faith-based institution, uh, being a faithful guy yourself? 
for sure. So I'm Christian, uh, coming to a Catholic school, and that doesn't really matter because, um, I mean, I have Catholic friends, and it doesn't really matter to me, but being a Christian here is really different. Uh, so you can either go to you can choose to go to mass or not, and I chose to go to mass like one time, and it's really different from Christian. Uh, so I'm just I went and I was just like there to like see what really happens, uh, seeing the atmosphere. They got you got the Holy Cross, you got the chapel, all that stuff. So it's it's good. Jr., you are Catholic and you went to Catholic high school, obviously. So it was has this just been a natural transition for you now to go to a, a place based college? Uh, you know, it's it's definitely been super nice for sure. There's a there's like a lot of uh, a lot of like calm, peaceful spots that you can kind of spend time in. Uh, you know, like the grotto, for example. I'm 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 there probably like once a week, just like hanging out over there. Just um, it's just great like energy, just like um over there. So I just like sitting in like the presence and all that stuff. Um, and yeah, you know, we have like daily masses and stuff in our dorms um, where like our, our, our priests in our dorms give them every single day. So like, having that um, opportunity is definitely uh, super nice. And just everybody around is just like super welcoming. Um, you know, you'll meet people that um, are different religions and you'll be able to like learn about that from them. Um, but no, it's just like a, a great a great campus, super welcoming to everybody who's has a different faith so I think it's I think it's really good all right in terms of basketball Blake you you have an opportunity here now to 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 be in that rotation right as a get-go as a freshman is that something you anticipated as being a possibility when you, when you first uh, signed and committed or did you not think maybe you'd be able to have this opportunity so quickly that was my goal like to start it not start but like play as a freshman I've been like dreaming about that ever since I committed uh, just playing my role. Uh, if you don't, even if you don't start, just come in, play your role. I'd rather uh, come off the bench and play good rather than start. That's just me and the college level, so I can like get used to the routine. But yeah, it doesn't really matter to me as long as I just play my role. Like they tell me what to play, you know, we'll be fine. All right, what is your role, your specialty? Do you feel like is it on the defensive side? Is it on the offensive side? What do you feel like your biggest strength is right now to help this team uh, early on? Uh, really on the defensive end, but like kind of offensively, uh, getting players involved, passing, rebounding, and just like really on defense, playing defense, getting steals. Jr., you're kind of in that in between range, right? You might get a spot in that rotation. Coach Bray doesn't like to go real deep in his rotations ever. Um, so take us through where your mindset is trying to break through so that you do have an opportunity this year uh, versus also just learning and and bringing it all in so that you're ready whenever your time is called, whether it's this year or next year. Yeah, uh, I guess, like, one of the good things about me is, you know, I have a lot of size, and just, like, using my size to my advantage in, in college is definitely, like, a big thing the coaches have been uh, working with me on, especially, like, on the defensive end, just, like, moving my feet and being able to stay in front of guards. Because um, I'll be, like, I'll be playing like a guard spot, so I have to be able to guard smaller guards. But then, like, working on, like, my post defense, too, because if I get switched on to him, you know, I have to be able to, like, use my body and try to be physical with him back. So the main thing for me is just, like, working on defense, being able to stay in front of my guy. But then, you know, on offense, I've always been um, – I feel like I've always been, like, an offensive player. So um, just keep – just got to keep doing what I'm doing, just stay confident in my shot and just not get discouraged if, if nothing's going my way. So just keeping a positive mindset is, is what I've been doing. Was there a whoa – moment uh so far in practices or whatever where you go man this is not as easy as it used to be when you're obviously dominating on the high school level yeah for sure it happened there's there's at least one every single day in practice for sure um just I know everyone out here they were the best in their area to do it so when you get all these um talented individuals in, in, in the gym it's you'll definitely see some things that make you go well for sure so there's definitely been at least like one every single day um but yeah I guess just um just keep, I guess, got to keep doing what I'm doing, I guess, and just stay positive. How about for you, Blake? Was there that whoa moment in practice where you're like, man, this was being so easy, you know, senior year, and now this is the, of high school, and now it's not so easy? Yeah, like the defense, like, it's sometimes hard to score sometimes because the defense is so loaded up, and they're like, you have a guy here, guy here, and like, so hard to like score sometimes. You have to get the ball movement, and really, like, I was going up for a rebound, like it got pushed so hard, and but it wasn't a foul. Uh, that's just how college is, like like physical, got to be physical, stuff like that. So yeah, it was a it's like harder to score and like got to get physical. 
JR was playing in high school, you know, right away, you know, as a freshman. You you weren't. Um, does that help you in a way that you've had that growth from in high school throughout the years and now obviously college you're going to have that growth as well? Does, does that is that an advantage in any way just mindset-wise for you, Blake? Uh yeah, so freshman year, like I was playing with like seven division 1 guys. Uh wasn't even on varsity at first. I played JV, started JV. I got moved up uh end of the season. And it was, like, really motivation to me because I thought I was going to be on varsity my freshman year, but I really wasn't. So watching those guys, like, play was uh, really motivating, competing with them in practice. And uh, look at me now. I only had three points my freshman year as a varsity player. Ended up with a 1,000 and something. And uh, I just kept working. Um, parents told me, kept keep working. Like, your time going to come. And, like, my time really came senior year. And now I'm here in Notre Dame. All right, let's talk about this team this season and what you guys can accomplish. This program has not been to the NCAA tournament since 2017. Uh, JR, how how hungry are you guys to help be um, a part? We kind of talked about that, about 2015, 2016 and those runs. But how hungry are you two as local guys especially to, to help get this team back to the NCAA tournament? Extremely hungry for sure. And it also helps when it's also been a dream for you, like ever since you've been a little kid, to, to play March Madness. So that's definitely um, something that I'm, I'm looking forward to for sure. And all these guys have chips on their on their shoulders. You know, we're we're like expected to finish in like the bottom half of like the ACC. And like we finished in the bottom half of the ACC for the past couple of years. So um, everyone, all the seniors have chips on their shoulders to, to be successful this year. And, then, and we've just been working super hard on practice to, to get to that point. So. You know, I think I think this year will be eye opener for a lot of people. Blake, Jr. mentioned that it you know it's a dream come true to, or it's always a dream to get there. So if you guys can get back there this year, you know you're playing a role. How how special will that be for you? It'll be special. The city will be very happy with us because like we wasn't there since 2017. Uh, that's a long time since we since we've been in the NCAA tournament. Uh, we got a couple a couple of. Hard games this year, uh, first in Maui, then we go right to Champaign, uh, and we got to beat those top teams that like be in the tournament, uh, get the ACC wins, uh, play Duke, North Carolina, all those ranked teams. Like We really want to play those teams and like show them that what we really have. And finally, I wanted to ask you guys about NIL and the opportunity. You guys have been able to run camps here locally, and I'm not sure – um, in what capacity really you would have been allowed to do anything like that. So obviously there's the monetary aspect, but but there's a great part that you're able to give back to your community. Uh, Blake, how, how neat is that for you to be able to now really have the opportunity as a local kid to give back to your community with these camps? Uh, it's good. So me, JR, Cormac, Prentice Hub, and Nate run, ran a camp at St. Joe. It went really good. Um, got a couple of my guys that I used to work out with and my trainer trains, so it was really good. Uh, they texted me, told me they had a good time, and when, I, when was I going to throw a camp? And I told them it was going to come soon. So, like, this Sunday I would be throwing um, my own camp at Riley. So it would be good for the um, people to come out, uh, Riley people that are coming out. i got uh, kids that came to our camp that's coming out. And it's really to give back to the community because um, I was in their shoes one day, and I want them to be in my shoes one day. Gentlemen, thank you very much, and uh, best of luck this season. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, J.R. Kinesny and Blake Wesley, great to have them joining uh, us here tonight. Kevin, your thoughts? Well, it's always neat to see the local guys. Um, <clears throat> and that segment's interesting, too, because as a what, South Bend kid, I never got the chance to go to Notre Dame, so it was neat to see just kind of the inside look at uh, people going into the university. Yeah, and my favorite part is just the fact that, look, they they remember seeing Demetrius mm -hmm. and Austin having great success going to the Elite Eight and Jaron, uh, you know, talking about Jaron Grant too, seeing that Elite Eight game against Kentucky. So it's really cool to see that those guys, that was the, you know, the prime of their childhood, right? They're like 12, yeah. 13 seeing that and they want to now do it too. So I think it's uh, really cool that uh, they were able to have, uh, they're able to have this opportunity now uh, ready to start their journey. And we'll see how, how much they get to play here as freshmen. It looks like Blake definitely has a shot in JR. Maybe we'll have some opportunities here and there as well.
Uh, Blake's got his camp coming up tomorrow at Riley, so you can check that out. Um, if you have a kid then you want to get him some good instruction, uh, check that out. Blake's got all the information on his uh, Twitter account as well. Uh, we'll retweet it here um, sometime this afternoon so that you guys can get it uh, as well. So, all right, time for a timeout. When we return, it's our game day sprint to kickoff on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Indiana Physical Therapy is your choice for physical and occupational therapy. We treat all walks of life, from peewees to professionals, Olympians, and those in between. Schedule at one of our 21 locations without a doctor's order. We accept all insurance plans and have the highest credentialed and most reputable staff. Open 7 to 7 to schedule the same day you call. Indiana Physical Therapy. Call 260-209-2464 or visit indianapt.com, where people go to get better. All right, Kevin, where do you want to start here with Notre Dame and USC um, as we get into our game day sprint? Should we talk about Drake London? I think that's a sure. pretty good spot Oh, he's to go. definitely the guy to watch for um, for them, for USC offense. So he's number 15. Um, he's definitely their their main target. They'll move him around a lot. They'll uh, try to isolate him, but the ball's going to him. And he's their leading receiver, too. He has uh, 64 catches, um, five touchdowns. He's a big guy. He's six five. He he played uh, basketball as a freshman for USC, so he's really talented. Um, he's not infallible. He did have like a, a pick in the Stanford game. He had a drop that went right through his hands that ended up being a pick six interception. So I mean, he's human, but he is he's really good. Um, and again, if you want entertainment, just watch how they creatively get this guy the ball. Yeah, and, and everyone knows it. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. So let's 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 listen in on what Kyle Hamilton has to say uh, about Drake London. Somebody kind of said today it's kind of like looking in the mirror, body wise. He's a uh, kind of same height, I think, same weight ish. Um, but no, he's really athletic. Uh, he can high point balls. He's a good route runner. Um, knows how to use his body. He's obviously a big receiver, and um, doesn't let that slow him down. Really, he doesn't really have any weaknesses. Um, they'd love to get the ball to him. I think he has like 60 something catches. So in six games, so he's a really good receiver. He's a problem. And, um, hopefully we can solve it, but, um, our game plan is definitely centered around him and how we can stop him and stop their offense. All right. So that's, that's Kyle. I mean, it's true Two really athletic, tall, uh, good football players. <laughs> look, I'm not sure any of Notre Dame's cornerbacks can cover Drake London really well. Would you stick Kyle Hamilton on him, or is that taking away too much of what Kyle Hamilton yeah, does? Yeah, I think it would change the the structure of their defense too much. And they do a good job again of moving fifteen Drake around. Like he'll he'll, he'll end up in lots of places. He's going to put pressure on their scheme. So what would it's you, not as easy as just having somebody out there. Just to cover du- him. you just double them, and then what do you do? What do yeah, you do? I mean you could double them, um, but then they have they have some other pretty talented players too. I don't think him alone will beat you. I guess. I, okay. I mean, double him if it's third and really long. He has but. sixty-four catches. That's second in the nation. <laughs> Put that in perspective. <laughs> okay, that was a I'm good just stat putting, on. I'm just putting in perspective. Michael Mayer has thirty-two. We think Michael Mayer's had a pretty darn good season. Yeah. So he's got he's got sixty four double of Michael Mayer, uh, five touchdown catches as well. Uh, Clinton, Keaton Slovis expected to start at quarterback. Could see Jackson Dart there as well. Uh, real quick, let's talk about the USC defense. Uh, Notre Dame should have some good opportunities. They might they might some Notre Dame's gonna have to score points tonight, and they should be able to. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they still have some good players. Number twenty six is their leading tackler and inside linebacker. Um, the I think the impact player is going to be ninety nine. He's the Drake Jackson. He's their outside linebacker or rush linebacker. He has four tackles for loss and three sacks. Leads the team in both um, and eighteen tackles too. So I would say you know watch out for ninety nine. Um, he'll probably have the biggest impact just with Notre Dame's offensive line weakness. All right, uh, and then for you know what's going to happen here tonight, our poll question was Irish win by eight or more, Irish win by seven or less, USC wins by seven or less, USC wins by eight or more. 55% say Notre Dame wins by eight or more against USC after barely winning their game so far this year. 33% say by seven or less, and only 12% have USC winning this game. Uh, what what what's your prediction here, Kevin? I think it'll be close. I think it'll be within a, a field goal. I think Notre Dame um, 
We'll win, but I think it's going to play out the script. I think it's going to be close. All right, uh, Ilya, what do you have to say? Uh, the the key to the game for Notre Dame is to put them away early. I mean, USC, you saw some of the players. They didn't. They weren't looking forward to this weather. Uh, uh, 40 degrees, cold. you know what? And uh, they're going through a lot of changes with the coaching staff and all. So if Notre Dame could put them away early, I think their spirits are going to be more down. So I think that's the key of the game. And I think because of that and the weather, I think uh, Notre Dame wins uh, by 14. You got an actual score? 38-24. 38-24. <laughs> and what did you say? I didn't say a score. You didn't say a score either. We're <laughs> all off the rails here. Yeah, we're uh, – well, You got a score for us? <laughs> Give me a score. Oh, gosh. I think 30-27. 30-27. I, I would kind of in Ilya's range. I just don't know if Notre Dame – if I tr quite trust them to get to 38. I'm going to say 31-24, Notre Dame. 31-24 is what I'm going to go with Notre Dame. I just don't know – I just feel it's really weird to think Notre Dame is just going to go and steamroll USC yeah. based on the way the season players. has gone. It just doesn't feel like that's going to happen. That will do it for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays, Notre Dame FCU, where Eubank does matter. Thanks to our audio operator today, Elia Glassman. For Kevin Downey, I'm Angel DiCarlo. Notre Dame and USC kickoff at 7.30 p.m. tonight on NBC. And we will, of course, be back with you next Saturday at 9 a.m. here on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. We close our show the same way the Irish traditionally close their pregame in prayer with Father Nate Wills. Hi, this is Father Nate Wills. I'm a Holy Cross priest, a faculty member at Notre Dame's Alliance for Catholic Education, and one of the chaplains to the Notre Dame football team. This is a prayer that the players pray together at the end of our pregame mass. Let us pray. Grant, we beseech you, O Lord our God, that we may enjoy continual health of mind and body, and by the glorious intercession of Mary Our Lady, May we accept the joys and trials of this life and someday enter into eternal happiness. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Go Irish! This has been a presentation of Redeemer Radio Sports. Thanks for joining us for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Enjoy today's game. Elevate 150 Financial Checkups at Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Here's how it works. Go online and schedule a 30-minute phone call. They'll guide you through your credit report to find ways to improve your financial health. Then they'll send $150 in your name to Redeemer Radio. For information, visit NotreDameFCU.com slash elevate. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame FCU.